This is 1 in 44, a presentation of Anderson Center for Autism. 1 in 44 is a weekly show devoted to autism spectrum disorder. Good morning and welcome to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, Chief Development Officer at Anderson Center for Autism. And with me this morning is Lifetime star, um, Jeege Taylor from Leave It to Jeege, which is uh, a show streaming on Lifetime and available on the mylifetime.com, the Lifetime app and video on demand. Jeege, good morning. Welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Thank you for having me. I am doing well. Thanks for being here. Um, right. I, for those of you who may not know about uh, Leave It to Jeej, um, I took a look at some of your um, your episodes and was really fascinated by your story, um, by your openness, by your attitude, um, which uh-huh. is, was all about positivity from what I can gather. Um, right. And and really was also struck by the circle of people that you surround yourself and your and your family with. So yeah, rather than me trying to explain this. Tell us all about yourself and leave it to Jeej, please. Well, first of all, did you love the show? I did. I found it very, I found it compelling. I have to say just the, um, all the different characters who are real people. I call them characters, but really, I mean, these are are people in your life. And the thing thing that I think really drew me in was um, there was a, there was a scene in which you talk a lot about your choice which seems like a daily maybe moment to moment choice uh-huh. to to be positive to think of good and kindness and and yeah. um, and and it's not that you don't acknowledge that there's challenges and hardships and that you've been through that and your family's been through that but to where you choose to focus and i think that um i think that that i would think resonates with a lot of people either because they feel the same way or because they strive to Right, right. And that's the whole reason that I wanted to do the show was uh, my son, who we affectionately call Pootie, is 19 and um, non-speaking. And, you know, when he was diagnosed so many years ago at 18 months, Mm. there was just hardly any talk about autism in the media. You know, I didn't know a thing about it. And once we started, you know, I navigated my way through and figured things out. And I started seeing a little bit more and a little bit more in the media about it. And everything that I saw seemed very, very negative. Um, It just seemed, it sort of treated the whole subject like this heavy, medical, dense, heavy, you know, subject. And we just weren't living a life like that. I mean, yeah, sure. It's, you know, you've got your challenges with someone who's nonverbal and someone who struggles with a lot of things that we take for granted. But You know, otherwise, we're just, you know, I just made a decision early on. I didn't want autism to be something that just sort of was all we thought about, you know, because I was like, this is one part of my son and he is a part of our family and we all have our stuff that we're doing and stuff that's going on. So I just decided to sort of give him everything that we could as far as therapy and every advantage that we were able to throw at him and, you know, but be positive and just celebrate him for who he was, not who we thought we could make him be through tons of therapy, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and so don't get me wrong. I'm not, you know, we're big into therapy and have all of our therapy goals and, you know, care, our whole life, you know, seems to be carrying out those goals. But, you know, I just didn't want it to be where everything I said to him was no. Because so many times, um, 
people who have autism, they're being redirected to, you know, like, no, do something this way. Let's make it more functional. Do it this way. And I feel like in the back of their minds, they're constantly being told no. And, you know, no, it's not neurotypical. Let's just keep getting there till we get neurotypical. And I think with my son being more severe on the spectrum, it was even more, you know, that way for us. And I just felt like, you know, I'm always going to try to make his, um, his life better and give him every advantage. But I also want to just celebrate him and let him have a mama who adores him for everything he is, you know. And so once I got to that place of just, okay, I'm just going to let myself breathe a little bit because it's very daunting thinking, you know, I've got therapy goals in my refrigerator that are 10 miles long. You know, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy what God gave me all around me, you know, my son, my daughter, everybody else. And yeah, and and I just kind of vowed to be positive because I've always been a positive person anyway, but I didn't want this to kind of like take me down, you know, and I was like, you know, we're having a good life. Yeah, we've got struggles, but my daughter's hard too. She's totally neurotypical. I promise you right now, honey, she gives me more problems than my son. <laughs> right, well, like introduce this yeah. <laughs> to your family a little bit. How, who is your daughter? How old is she? So, yeah, my daughter is, and these, uh, all of these people are, you'll see in the show. My yeah. daughter's 24. Mm-hmm. She is graduating this semester from the University of Georgia. She's a portrait artist, beautiful portrait artist. Okay. Very, very eccentric kind of quirky, eclectic little somebody. And she brings like this deadpan humor to the show, which is just just so spot on. She's, she might be the funniest one on there. And then my son's caregiver lives with me. His name's Tyler Mm -hmm. and he is my best friend. He's my son's caregiver. He's my roommate, you know, Um, and he is going through during the season, he's going through the steps to getting an adult diagnosis of autism. Yeah. I'm not going to say whether he gets that or not, you know, right. maybe doing what you do for a living. You might have an opinion. Like I, I certainly mm-hmm. am thinking that, that he's got autism, but, mm-hmm. um, but what's so great about it is the show has four people, four young adults with autism and they're all over the spectrum. So we've got my son who's non-speaking. Mm-hmm. We've got, you know, Tyler who might be autistic, who would be, you know, he's a, freaking genius and then we've got his brother cleat who has autism moderate autism and cerebral palsy and a few other things going on and then nikki who is one of pootie's best friends and his mama is one of my best friends and he's a yeah, amazing young man he's hilarious he's the most inspiring person mm-hmm. he's he's great yeah um so what's great about this show is you know, you're seeing these raw, unscripted moments. And I know that there are more and more shows now, thank God, about autism, but yeah. there's still not a, there's still not enough, right? So to me, this is the first of its kind of just a real, raw, unscripted show with four kids with autism. And the thing you'll see is that they're all just living the dream. They're so happy. You know, they're all celebrated for who they are. They're all celebrated for what they bring to the table that nobody else ever could. And I mean, to me, it's an amazing thing. And if we've done our job right when you're watching the show, you're going to forget you're watching a show about autism because there's just going to be that equality there where everybody's on the same, you know, everybody's on a level playing field. We don't treat each other different because we have some differences. We all have our differences. So, you know, the show's super heavy on the human and you know it's just like any other reality show we just happen to throw in you know four adults with autism and i think it's a beautiful thing but yeah so that that's there in the show my mom's in the show pudding very southern very very religious grandmama who's you know often um very 
disturbed by me because <laughs> I'm a little bit out of the box. I have sort of a, a foul mouth. I'm trying to watch my tongue on this podcast. But um, yeah, so it's it's a big cast. Um, my boyfriend lives in London. And so he's kind of back and forth to the States and I'm back and forth to see him. So you'll see him a little bit. You'll see him in, coming into episode five and staying with me throughout. So yeah, but yeah, so basically to answer your question. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> You asked about half an hour ago. The whole the whole show was based on a positive look at autism and loving the idea of, you know, if we are educating people about autism and about how amazing these people are, these people's lives are who are living with autism, you know, I feel like it demystifies it where people really are going to look at it and think, oh, you know, those are just that's just another normal family. You know what I mean? And I love that our showrunner, her mom was watching the show and she said later she saw somebody in a store who was having a meltdown and they clearly had autism. And she said she would have never known that before. She would have just stared at them like, get yourself together. Why are you, Mm -hmm. why are you screaming at the, you know, the store? And she said at that point, she found herself just saying, is there anything I can do? Do you need anything to drink? Can I go help? (laughs) Yeah. And then I was like, beautiful. Job done. A beautiful thing. I, you know, it's you're really opening my eyes also up to to the fact that there's so many different ways to to get there. Which yeah. to me, um, having worked so closely with so many of the families who send their children, their loved ones, children and adults to Anderson, which is a primarily a residential program for for um, children and adults with autism who are predominantly non vocal non speaking, yeah. and also engage in quite often pretty serious challenging behaviors, whether it's self injurious yeah. or you know other. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that moment in a store where somebody makes has the realization that that they can also just say, can I help you? Yeah. Even if, even if that person says no or what they really need is for, for you to leave right. <laughs> them space. So yeah. different than judgment and fear. Yeah. Um, it's, 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 it's amazing. And uh, my, um, I was talking to somebody the other day, also, um, a a guardian, um, who I knew through Anderson, uh, who's also a caregiver and she, she has three young children. And she was telling me that, um, because her children grew up no, you know, with their parents, both working in the field and being very connected to some, um, some people who, uh, who live in like a group home setting, who have a lot, who are non-speaking, who communicate in different ways, who have their ups and downs or good days, bad days. That yeah. he was talking to another parent who said, I want my kids to look at autism the way your kids look at autism. So it just, all of this is coming together for me in that, um, and you mentioned the TV shows, there are more of them out there now, but they're very different. And um, and 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 who's to judge which way is going to um, best help somebody watch yeah. it, come to a new way of making a decision or a new way of thinking or being in a store and recognizing just a family, just a family yeah. doing their yeah. thing, living their life. Um, so I appreciate you you telling us that. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to have a couple of questions for you just about some of the day in, day out reality stuff and what it's like to honestly be followed around with cameras because I can't yep. imagine that one. Um, <laughs> this is 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and we'll be right back. And now, 1 in 44 continues on 100.7 WHUD. This is a weekly community affairs program presented by the Anderson Center for Autism. 
Welcome back to 1 in 44, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host, Eliza Bozenski, and I'm talking today with Jeej Taylor, who is the star of Leave It to Jeej, although I'm sure you would say there are multiple stars. You just went through the whole group on the show. Um, Leave It to Jeej is is streaming on Lifetime, and you can also watch it on mylifetime.com and the Lifetime app and video on demand. And it's the story of, um, I'm not going to say it's the story of your son, Pooty, um, because it sounds like it's the story of your whole family and your circle yeah. of, you know, family, those you, you know, those who are connected by blood and those you chose to be yes. part of your family. And, um, and I really uh, am struck just by um, the impact that what you chose to do and what you're choosing every day to do is, is having, and, and the potential for that to, to happen for even more people. Um, let me ask you this. You are, you are a mom with a 19 year old, a 24 year old, uh, a bunch of other people, some of whom live in your home yes. <laughs> to and from London to see your significant other and having him travel back and forth. And here you are with your mom, who I also want to want to ask some questions about um, uh-huh. the relationship. But but you are followed by cameras in order to make this show. Right. Yeah. Does that just feel natural? Does it does it ever get in the way? Does it ever cause a problem? No, no. For me, it was natural to do this. We had started our own YouTube channel and had made 25 little short episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and to back up, about eight years ago, we made a pilot um, for, sorry, I've got somebody calling me. Um, about eight years ago, we had made a pilot um, for another network and they wound up not taking it. And I think now the time is right. There's a lot more talk about autism now than there was eight years ago, even um, and more and more in the media. So I think the time was right. But um, yeah, I, th- they didn't take it. And I was like, OK, well, you know, whatever meant to be meant to be. So years later, um, I started making some little YouTube short videos and i mean they are just hilarious and when my when tyler moved in with me um you know he's just so funny we have such a great you know kind of back and forth with each other so we made all these little things and then i sent one of them back to the production company who helped me all those years ago Mm -hmm. and the guy was like who owns the company which is a huge world of wonder huge production company in hollywood they're amazing and he's like i still love this you know and usually in hollywood once you pitch something and it's over it's over you know and he's like i love this i like it even better you know the kids are older they've got a lot going on in their lives and so i just knew i felt like after making all those little short videos we loved it we just found that we would turn the our little phone on and start taping and dial laughing and having a great time and you know i just think that we were the ones to tell that story we had um we have sorry when my phone rings off sorry um I just felt like I was the one to tell that story my family was the one that you know they wanted to tell the story and you know this filming is intense it was almost four months and they're 10 hour days wow we got two days a week off but it was one thing that I thought this is something I could do with my life I can make a little bit, you don't get rich, but can make a little bit of money. It could be a job for me. My son can have a job making some money and we can put out this amazing message that we're hoping to like educate people while softly educating them. You're being entertained so much. You know, I think you don't realize, wow, I'm learning so much as I go with this and inspire people. So I felt like, um, okay, we've got a message. I want to put it out there. I'm very creative. I love doing that kind of stuff. So I was like, 
let's just, you know, we'll do it. And if it sucks, we won't do it again. But it wound up being great. You know, we fell in love with the whole crew. And um, what it looks like, especially for somebody with autism, is for a pootie, a lot of kids would have a lot of trouble with a bunch of people coming to the house. They don't know. You're not on my schedule. Where did you come from? You know, what are we doing with, you know, why are you in here? So I knew that Pootie would be great with it. That was one reason I really wanted to do it because we've always kind of made him very sociable. I'm really a bad therapist, to be honest with you. You know, I, he gets, Pootie gets therapy all day long. I make him toe the line and, you know, he's got his goals, but, you know, just kind of laying the love down on him is my specialty. And I feel like he's so loved that that just makes him kind of cocky. You know, it's just a cute thing to see. He's like, oh, everybody's obsessed with me, you know, so he's got a little attitude, which is cute. But I just knew that, you know, I had kind of always exposed him to a lot of social things. So I thought he's the kid to do this because he loves people. He is not bothered sensory wise. He doesn't mm-hmm. mind if somebody comes up to him. He bonds with people very quickly. Mm-hmm. He wound up just falling in love with the two cameramen. And there's only two cameramen. So, you know, the rest of the crew of like 15, they're outside under tents, you know, looking on monitors and doing stuff. And then right. we've got two cameras and they're just backed off in the corners and zooming in. And But they made all of these great um sort of things for modifications for Pootie. They hung the lights in the ceiling so that he didn't have a big light blaring in his face. You know, they were all sensitivity trained and 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 trained in autism. They every bit of the crew. So they all came in understanding autism and asking intelligent questions about it. And they just knew like if things go south, we're gonna back off and we'll shut it all down for the day, you know, if need be. We never had to shut it down once. You know, Pootie did great. He had a great summer. You know, he he continued to do his normal deal too. He went to camp all day. So we were sort of filming around him. I didn't want to make his life different. So if he did not want to be a part of what we were doing, he would just, you know, go. You know, yeah. people are like, how can he consent? I was like, he can't, but he can descent. You know, like he can leave the room and go do his own thing. Right, right. His mom, I'm making a decision for him because I feel like this is something he had all these different opportunities with the show. He has a way to make his own money mm-hmm. and he's got a way to share this huge message. And, you know, he loved it. He loved he loved every bit of it. And, and I knew that he would. I knew he was the kid to do that. So that's how he came about with that so yeah amazing well it's great to know the idea that it's also technology wise the idea that you can capture a show like this um with so much action going on with two cameras but that's the life we live in now you don't need to have you know huge amounts of equipment in right in people's face so and and that's what i'm hearing about more and more is that there's there's more of an interest um and and an understanding that you need to have some training. You need to have some understanding. You just said something that I think is so important to most families raising a loved one with autism is, I don't mind if you ask me questions, but ask reasonable questions if possible. Exactly. Like, yeah, okay. There's questions out there that I'm always going to answer you, but sometimes you don't want to be, you know, the, the 101 educator on all things autism. Exactly. <laughs> so I would think that that would be exhausting. So, um, so I like oh, that. It was, I think it that's was really so cool. great. It was so great because I didn't have to explain why. Why is he stimming and what is he doing that for? And how does he feel about that? You know, I didn't have to do any of that. It was amazing. I mean, you know, of course we had to kind of teach them like all things pooty, right? But they were, it was just such a, it was so refreshing to have. Well, but that's that's also the differentiation between Pootie, the individual person, and Pootie representing all people with autism, which is exactly. not what we're trying to do. Yeah, um, exactly. you know, if you're making a documentary about any family or any person or any group of people, you're still going to have to understand who that person is. Exactly. Um, I, I appreciate the what I see as some level of 
forward momentum in our society around the idea that people with autism are people first. And so that, you know, that to me is an important thing to, to, um, to kind of shed light on. So I think that's cool. Um, That's exactly the point you're making. They're people first. That's my point of, you know, when you watch the show, you're going to forget that you're watching a show about autism. It's going to, hopefully it's going to be so you'll just sort of, no, it's, Learn a about, with it. right. it's a show about people. It's a show um, about all kinds of people and lots of different storylines. And very few of the storylines have anything to do with autism. Although, you know, I don't want to say storylines because it's unscripted, but, you know, Tyler's journey to getting a diagnosis, that's great because it really is educating and yeah. it's interesting. Um, but yeah, I mean, what's going on with um, the other guys? It's just them living their lives. So it's, yeah, it's it's amazing. It's a privilege to be able to share that. Well, on that note, we only have a couple more minutes. I was hoping you could just give us a minute or two on what has the public response been to you? What is the it's been great. feedback are you getting? What kind of feedback do you get from friends and family who maybe aren't a part of the show? Is there you know, but well, sense of what you're getting. We, you know, you're walking a very tight line when you make a show like this, because there's just, you know, you're representing a marginalized community who, you know, until now has not had much of a voice and you want to make them proud. Like I want to do anybody who is on the spectrum of autism. I want to do them proud. You know, I want them to feel like their voices are heard and they're being, you know, I, I want these people to be glorified for the amazing people they are. And I feel like we did that. And it makes it to me, it means everything. So I feel like, um, Tell me your original question. <laughs> no, just what the what the feedback? No, what the feedback is? Do you, do you get you know? Do you get out oh, the feedback? Commentary yeah. from the public, from yeah. viewers, from yeah. I'm sorry, I, I I get a little distracted in my mind. <laughs> menopausal, honey. So I just kind of get, get I get off a. Of, um, but yeah, so I was kind of a little bit nervous, you know, thinking I hope that I do this community right, you know, and we have gotten an overwhelmingly wonderful, lovely response. I mean, I've, I get DMs every day on my Instagram, which is actually, you could find me at Gege Taylor, G-E-G-E, Taylor, T-A-Y-L-O-R. And I get so many beautiful messages of, you know, a lot of times it's with younger families that have younger kids who have just been diagnosed and maybe Mm -hmm. they're non-speaking like Pootie. And they're like, you know, this has been a hard road. We've been, you know, maybe some of them are depressed or sad or, you know, and then they're like, but we look at your family and how happy you are and how, you know, I always say we're happier with autism in our lives than we ever were without it. So, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. So I feel like, you know, so many families are like, this gives us hope or we love this or finally something we can relate to. There's never anything like this, you know, on television. So we've gotten such an amazing response. So it's it's been great. I'd love to keep it going. I'd love to get another season. I'd love to keep it going. But so so let's repeat that again. Um, so people know where to go to get in touch with you. It's Jeege Taylor, G-E-E-G-E, T-A-Y-L-T-A-Y. L O R. Um, and that's, that's my Instagram, that's uh-huh. Instagram and, and people can get um, info to you that way and watch the show, leave it to Jeej, uh streaming on lifetime and on videos on demand and lifetime app. Um, I mean, I, I just wish you the best. I think, I think it's really cool. I think, I think for decades, there were there was and still is a need for the serious you know the research the the uh the education the the um focus on on opportunities and access and that's still a need um but isn't it cool that we're at a point where you know yours you and and some others are starting to really touch on 
the lives, the stories, the people, um, and and uh, it, it all is necessary. And sharing that positive outlook and and the fact that you can choose every day to um, to just share your lives. Not everybody would do that, and so I'm I'm sure it, you're impacting a lot more people than you probably even realized. So thank oh, you. Oh, thank you. And you will get that piece too. You know, you get in the family and the human piece. But yes. Tyler is also a BCBA, and yes. he's. Yeah. And he's going, he's um, getting ready to start his PhD in special ed. So you're getting, we hear a lot from special educators and especially behavioral therapists that just love the show. Yeah, like, I, I would not. Like, so is poetry with the therapy, you know, you're getting to see it in action and it's amazing. Yeah. And that's, that's a very interesting, that's a very interesting comment too. Very, uh, that the board certified behavior analysts um, are probably not all too often getting opportunities like this to showcase their work and yeah, be part of a project amazing. Like this, so so check it out. Leave it to Jeej. Uh, Jeej Taylor. I really want to thank you for being on the show today. It was a real pleasure talking to you. And Thanks um, so much for we'll having. Keep me. watching and and uh, look forward to you know both the entertainment and a little bit of education thrown in there for good measure. Thank you. Thank you right. so much for having me. Thank you so much. This is one in forty four, the weekly talk show on topics related to autism spectrum disorder. I'm your host Eliza Bozenski, and remember, Anderson cares. You've been listening to One in 44, a weekly presentation of the Anderson Center for Autism. Join us for another edition of the show at this time next weekend.